Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills, in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of 2 Chronicles, chapter 26. Here's Pastor Ryan. Uzziah is now the king. Now all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king instead of his father, Amaziah. He built Elath and restored it to Judah after the king rested with his fathers. And so his father, Amaziah, was killed untimely. And apparently he had no successor, and so the people got his son, Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king. And it says here that he built Elath and restored it to Judah. Elath is that uh, seacoast port there, um, the eastern part of the Red Sea, or the Gulf of uh, Aquaba today. And so very important, strategic for Israel. And it was the Edom, the kingdom of Edom, would go back and forth with Israel in having um, conquered that place. And so this king, he took it. Elath is back in Judah's hands. And it says that Uzziah was 16 years old, verse 3, when he became king and he reigned a very long time, guys, 50 Two years in Jerusalem, extraordinarily long. His mother's name was Jokaliah of Jerusalem, and he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. And you remember his son, his father Amaziah had had did what was right in the sight sight of the Lord, but not necessarily with a loyal heart. And so he is basically, it says here that he walked right in the sight of the Lord according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. And so Zechariah, this man of God who God gave visions to, uh, he lived during the same time, and so as long as Zechariah's uh, good example was there, it rubbed off on King Uzziah. And so there's that reminder that people are always watching your life and my life. And if we walk right with the Lord, if we walk strong with Him, if we seek Him, those around us will be inspired to do the same. And so we really do affect the lives of our children and our grandchildren, our spouses, you know, our co-workers. People are watching when you don't even know it. Amen? And I think that if we see to walk right with God, he sees to it that people see us. Amen? All right. And so it says here that he sought God in the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. And so as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Uzziah is one of the kings that prospered 
the most in so many ways because he sought the Lord in his early life. I'm reminded of Jesus and what he said in John 15, if you'll turn there with me. John 15. Beginning with verse 4. Jesus speaking of himself being the true vine. And that his father is the vine dresser. He says in verse 4, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. And so Jesus promises that as long as we are close to him, and that means seeking him, he will prosper our lives. He will make us fruitful in really the things that he has us to put our hands to. Right? If we acknowledge the Lord, He will direct our paths. He will bless the work of our hands. And so with Uzziah, that's the case. God makes him extremely wise. God makes him extremely prosperous. And that is the key to the Christian life being prosperous, is that we're close to the Lord, that we obey Him. Jesus told the multitudes and his disciples, if anyone desires to come after him, they are to deny themselves, take up their cross, and to follow him daily. We are blessed if we are close to the Lord. There's an old Jewish saying that says, may you be covered in the dust of your rabbi, meaning you're so close to your rabbi, Jesus Christ, it's like you, you're walking behind him and the dust from his feet and his robe just spreads on you. It means that you're close to him. In fact, a person cannot grow, cannot be prosperous unless they are close to the Lord in such a fashion. Children cannot learn from their parents unless they're close to their parents or grandchildren to grandparents. And spouses can hardly love each other unless they're close to each other, right? So it's the closeness that is the source to Uzziah's uh, blessed uh, reign, and it is the same for our lives as we are kings and priests unto the Lord. Whatever you have your hand on today, you must believe that as long as you're close to the Lord, he will guide you and he will bless you. But he knows who are close to him and who are not close to him, right? So, we, we better get close, and that means that we open up our Bibles daily and give them our heart. Let them wash us with the word, and we, we pray, and we sing hallelujahs to him, and just bless his name. Commune with him all day long, and you'll be blessed as well. As long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. Now, he went out and made war against the Philistines, the notorious enemies of, of the Hebrews, and he broke down the wall of Gath, the wall of Jebne, the wall of Ashdod, and he built cities around Ashdod and among the Philistines. And God helped him against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Ger Baal, and against the Meunites. And so also the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. And so we see here that 
Uzziah starts breaking down these walls uh, west of Jerusalem towards the Mediterranean. Philistine country starts breaking down the enemy's walls, which is a beautiful illustration, which what happens to the Christian man or woman who walks closely to the Lord, who pursues Jesus with all their heart, with all their strength, with all their soul, walls of the enemy start coming down. Walls of the flesh, of the pride, of the arrogance, of the lust, of the lust of the idol, lust of the flesh, the pride of life. These things begin to be broken down as we are close to the Lord. And so the king here is looking for access to the ocean, no doubt. And so for Israel. But again, it's just God helped him against the Philistines. And it is God who helps us against our flesh, against this world and against the devil. But we must seek the Lord. Again, he knows who's seeking him and he knows who's not. And he's just going to and fro throughout the whole earth, looking upon all of us, seeing who is seeking him with their whole heart so that he can show himself strong on their behalf. He will bless us if we seek him. Walls will come down. God helped them against the Philistines, against the Arabians who lived in Gerbaal, and against the Meunites. Also the Ammonites brought tribute to Uzziah. His fame spread as far as the entrance of Egypt, for he became exceedingly strong. It's a beautiful thing that God does with his people. He makes us strong. He makes us strong in the inner woman and in the inner man. God knows how to make us strong, doesn't he? My goodness, he is wonderful. In in, in Psalm 18.32, the psalmist writes, It is God who arms me with strength. Isaiah Isaiah 40 has a really good verse, verse 29. Turn there with me, please. We'll check it out together. Isaiah 40, verse 29. Anybody ever go to high school in this church? How about college? We brought our books, right? You imagine not bringing your book to class? I'm just saying. I'm a pastor. That's what I'm supposed to do, right? Bring a little conviction by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. How'd you do in school when you didn't bring your book often? Not too good, huh? See, so... All right, Isaiah 40, verse 29. He gives power to the weak, and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength, They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That's the blessing we receive from seeking the Lord. It's always good to check all the bases, right, in your life, in those areas that you're fatigued. Don't have much energy to do much. you got to check the boxes off. Am I really seeking? Have I been seeking the Lord? Maybe that's the problem. If he can make me physically strong, can he make me physically weak? Can he allow me to be lethargic, complacent, weak because I don't seek him? Absolutely. I feel so renewed and refreshed 
when it's been a while since I've opened up his word or, or prayed really well, you know, just when you're off and running and you just don't get to get to the Bible and you, you just sense a heaviness, you sense a weakness, but then you get to it and man, goodness, your soul just, you get pumped up. I think there's people that really are fatigued. And part of the reason is because they don't see God like they should. It's as if the Lord is saying, why should I give your body strength? You're not going to do anything anyway. Did I say that? <laughs> you know? I'm sure he gave Uzziah strength because he was going to use the strength, right? God helped him against the Philistines. He became exceedingly strong. And Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, at the valley gate, and at the corner buttress of the wall. Then he fortified them, and also he built towers in the desert. And, you know, when you think about these strong towers and how warfare was in those days, armies just rushing each other with spears and arrows and rocks and whatever they can get their hands on, it's like, when they came down to a battle, wouldn't it be nice to have a strong tower to run up and, and have protection from the invading armies where you can get way up on top, uh, up on top where they can't get you, but you can still get them from up there. It's a place of safety and refuge. And that is what the Lord is to us. So these physical things, monuments or, or, you know, towers and walls that he's building. It's just a picture of what's happening spiritually to Israel. God's their strong tower. We're told in Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. God is our strong tower. Is there anything you're afraid of? Do you have any anxiety, any worry, any doubt? Run to Jesus. Run to your strong tower and be safe. He will protect you. You'll be able, as you draw close to Jesus, you'll be able to look over that tower and look down and have better discernment of where the enemy is coming at you. When sometimes you're getting hit from every direction and it's like, I don't know where he's coming from. It's, well, get in the strong tower, get on top, get close to Jesus, and you'll be able to figure out where the enemy is coming at you. And you can gird up, put the armor of God on, and attack those areas. So many Christians, so many times we lack discernment of what's really going on with the spiritual warfare in our life because we're not seeking the Lord like we should. He trains our hands for war, the Bible says. The high praises of God are in our mouth and our hand on a sword. Yeah, so he, he's, this guy has been made strong by the Lord. <clears throat> he dug many wells, for he had much livestock, both in the lowlands and in the plains. He also had farmers and vine dressers in the mountains, and in Carmel, for he loved the soil there. Carmel is so beautiful, Mount Carmel. And you have uh, the Valley of Megiddo beneath it, or the Valley of Armageddon. And to this day, you see it's, it's, it's beautiful 
farmland, just lush as far as the eye can see. And, uh, and so he loved the soil there. But I love the fact that he dug many wells, right? People need water to live. Soldiers need water to drink, to fight. And it just speaks of prosperity. Farmers, vine dressers, wells being dug. That's the reward for those who seek the Lord. So many are dry. And in a thirsty land, when they don't need to, when God beckons us to come to him, as Jesus said that if we come to him, we will never hunger and we will never thirst. Jesus calls out and says, if any man thirsts, let him come to me. There's no need for us to be thirsty. There's no need for us to be dry spiritually. Come to Jesus and be refreshed. Draw close to him. And just like wells bring hydration to people, health to people, water is is such a beautiful picture of the freshness of the Lord. He washes us. He cleanses us. He heals us. He soothes us. Everyone's into ice baths now, right? So getting close to the Lord is like an ice bath. Whoo! You get blessed. You get refreshed. Usually if we're dry, if we're thirsty, it's just a sign that we have to seek him. We have to seek him for ourselves. Clarissa can't seek him for me. I need to seek him for myself. And then we can make supplications for our family and friends. But we need to be refreshed. We need to be spiritually hydrated to be able to help others. Farmers and vine dressers, the mountains of Carmel, for he loved the soil. Moreover, Uzziah had an army of fighting men who went out to war by companies according to the number on their roll as prepared by Jael, the scribe, and Maaseah, the officer under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains. The total number of chief officers of the mighty men of valor was 2,600, and under their authority was an army of 307,500 that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. Then Uzziah prepared for them, for the entire army, shields, spears, helmets, body armor, bows, and slings to cast stones. And he made devices in Jerusalem, invented by skillful men, to be on the towers and on the corners to shoot arrows and large stones. So his fame spread far and wide, for he was marvelously helped till he became strong. And so, man, this guy was innovative. He had skillful men invent different, uh, you know, weapons of war. He had armies that were mighty in power to help him against his enemies. He was a skillful farmer, vine dresser. He knew how to deal with 
agricultural. He had wisdom in engineering. He had, in, he had wisdom in military uh, uh, battles. He had so much wisdom. And who gave him that wisdom? God. God gave him that wisdom. God is able to give you and I wisdom. Wisdom beyond our years. Wisdom beyond our imagination. To do things that ear has not seen, ear has not, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared. The wisdom that he gives is amazing. And he was helped marvelously till he became strong. But when he was strong, listen to this, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord, his God, by entering the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. So Azariah the priest went in after him, and with him were 80 priests of the Lord, valiant men. And they withstood King Uzziah and said to him, It is not for you, Uzziah, to burn incense to the Lord, but for the priests, the sons of Aaron, who are consecrated to burn incense. Get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed. You shall have no honor from the Lord God. And so we see that Uzziah transgressed against the Lord. He presumed to take the position of a priest and to go into the house of God to burn incense, which only the sons of Aaron, the priests, who were consecrated to be able to do that, can do so. He was not allowed to do so. He was king, yes. But even kings are accountable to the word of God. Amen? No one is above the word of God, period. And it's a beautiful thing. God sees. But it says here that when Uzziah was strong, that his heart was lifted up to his destruction. Pride is the worst sin. Self-sufficiency. Not God-dependence. That's humility. Self-sufficiency, not seeking God, thinking he can do things without God, by himself. But his heart, I believe, was lifted up in pride because I believe Uzziah stopped having a thankful heart. He wasn't thankful. God gave him military wisdom. God gave him agricultural wisdom. God gave him wisdom to invent things and to appoint armies and soldiers and captains. And, and, and he, he knew so much because God gave him these tools. But he was not thankful to the Lord. Being thankful is so important to God. We are called to enter his courts with thanksgiving for the things that he has done in our lives. If we are not thankful for the little things, we will not be thankful for the greater things. The biggest thing that God has done for us is he saved us through the cross of Jesus Christ. 
He gave his life for us. And God calls us to be thankful for our salvation and to praise him for our salvation and to rejoice in our salvation. That's why, you know, in, in this evening, you know, we try to sing loud. I know I did because I, I took a bite of the sandwich before I brought it here for you tonight to take a bite out of it. And I was convicted, like, man, sing to the Lord. Praise Him with all your heart. Show Him how grateful you are for what He has done for you. Teach your children and grandchildren it is good to give thanks to the Lord for He is good. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 8.30 a.m. and at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Please.